On this episode of the Trade Busters Podcast, we're going to be taking a deep dive into my 2-3 to three DTE SPX income strategy. Before I start, just a quick disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor and everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only and not to be construed as investment advice. And actually, just one more warning for this strategy as well. This is in fact the most advanced of my three income strategies um, for a couple of reasons. So I recommend this for more advanced traders and probably a larger account, at least a portfolio margin account, you know, somewhere in the nature of um, 120, 130,000 per contract traded, uh, just because of the amount of leverage on this. It's highly leveraged, um, partly because of the short native duration of this trade. And this is in fact, the mechanics are, are very simple, almost deceptively simple. So which is why I actually wanna talk about some of the risks involved. Um, that may not be so apparent. So the mechanics themselves are very straightforward. It's two to three DTE. Um, we're entering every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I am entering at the last part of the day in the last five minutes of the day just for consistency. So on Monday, you're entering a two DTE for Wednesday. Wednesday, you're doing two DTE for Friday. Friday is three DTE for Monday. So short duration, we're trying to get multiple occurrences um, as many occurrences as possible, you're going to get about 156 occurrences a year just because you're doing pretty much a three times a week. Um, unlike my 7 DTE strategy and the 45 DTE strategy, there is no overlapping positions. You're only going to have one trade on at any one time. But again, the uh, size of the trade is due to the leverage involved. And no, this will not work with SPY, with SPY, because, because of the shorter duration, you're not collecting a lot of premium for the size. Right? If you look at my trade logs, I'm collecting anywhere from, uh, looks like 70 cents up to a dollar, dollar 20, depending on volatility. So on SPY, you're gonna be collecting, you know, seven cents to 10 cents. And it's just too little. The, the commissions alone are gonna eat into too much of the profits. You can possibly do this with ES. So that's half the notion of SPX. So you're gonna be collecting anywhere from uh, 35 cents to 50, 60 cents. So I think that's still doable. It's not ideal, um, but that will allow you to do this with a little bit of a smaller um, contract size, uh, sorry, a smaller account size. Now you're entering in uh, basically the three to five Delta range. It could be lower than that. If volatility is very high, cause I, I do use the credit targeting mechanic. So I would go back and listen to my episode on credit targeting and I explain kind of the way I, I go about that in my 7 DTE um, episode as well. But 5, five Delta is the cap. Um, the reason for that is because uh, even though this is a shorter data trade, so theta is very high, you're unlikely to get stopped out um, from IV expansion. But uh, there's a lot of gap risk, okay? With the shorter duration, you're going to be closer to the money just by, by nature, right? So even five Delta is quite close to the money. When IV is low, you might be you know, sometimes a percent or even less than a percent out of the money, right? This strategy works very well when IV is high because five Delta, you can easily be five, six, seven, eight percent out of the money. But on low IV, you're you know, half a percent, three quarters of a percent. So if, if there's a gap, you know, like we saw recently, I'll talk about that when I had the 10X loss. Um, that is in fact the biggest risk, right? Because of the size, um, the shorter duration, forces you to use a larger product and then the one and low IV you get close to the money and you can get a severe gaps. Um, so if we look at my trade log, for example, 
um, you can see that I had, had a 10x gap out um, at uh, July 8th, right? So today is July 24th, 2021. So this was about uh, about two weeks ago, I guess. Um, so even with that in mind, uh, this strategy is still having a very healthy expectancy this year. Uh, year to date, 86.1% win rate with 35.5% premium capture rate. So very healthy expectancy. No, there's 801 occurrences, 87 wins. So that's 14 losses. I'm, I'm scrolling through my trade log. You know, all of the losses that were 2.2 to 2.4x, 2.1, those are normal stop outs with some slippage. You know, I see a 2.9, I see a 2.8, I see a 3. Those were probably gaps. The largest gap this year was a 10x. Last year, I had an 8x either in June or July. So, I will say those are just part of the strategy. You just have to accept it. People ask me, can you hedge it? Can you try to close it? You know, with futures, maybe you can close it or, you know, after hours. I, I don't know. Maybe you can do that. But, you know, liquidity after hours is kind of uncertain and trying to hedge it. There's always headaches with that. So I just accept the gaps. Now, I will say one thing that I did with this, and this is something that can help or hurt you. And you want to make really only do it if you're sure you can follow through with the execution. And that is. Um, in fact, I do this with all of my strategies, but when the market opens in the morning and pre-market, I know I'm going to be gapped past my 2x, right? The futures are down um, and with interactive brokers, for example, where I trade, I can actually see the position trading pre, um, pre-market. pre um, And this thing opened at 16x loss. I'm specific, specifically talking about my trade I placed on July 7th, right? The 42.85 strike. It was trading at 16x um, when I woke up. Um, and I was floating around there all the way through the open. In these situations, I will actually take the stop off because I don't want to get filled right in the morning with the bid ass spread at the cross. You know, when the market first opens, it's really wide. Um, I will watch the first candle. If the market moves against me immediately, right? Basically, if SPX had gone down more, I'll just close it. I have, I actually have another algorithmic close order prepped. Um, and I will fire that off if it moves against me. But if there's a green candle or I notice some IV collapse and the price is improving, I will actually put a trailing stop, right? On SPS, I'll put maybe a 30 cent trailing stop and let that ride out, right? The idea is not to try and hope the market recovers and I'm going to come out with, a, you know, this thing expires worth this or something like that. It's just to improve the price a little bit. So that day I did ride it from a 16X down to a 10X, right? So the market was actually coming up. Then a reverse and I got stopped out, but I went from a 16x loss down to a 10x loss. So that's the only time there's a little bit of adjustment there. But this is risky because you don't want to get that deer in the headlights kind of scenario where you open up and it moves against you and you hope that it recovers and it just gets worse. You don't want to let this balloon out of control. Okay, so keep that in mind. Um, the other little uh, nuance here is when I get stopped out. So if I put on Monday and I get stopped out on Tuesday. I will wait until the end of the day and I'll reestablish with a one DTE trade. Okay, same mechanics up to five delta. Um, if I put on Wednesday, I get stopped out on Thursday. I will put on a one DTE trade for Friday. So you'll see that in my trade log. Now, one other nuance is the three. So one DTE trades, I aim to collect about 60% of my credit target as a two DTE trade. Um, the reason for that is because with a two DTE trade, you have two trading days and one overnight gap. I see that kind of as three segments. 
whereas with the one BTE trade, you have one overnight gap and one trading day. So it's kind of like two thirds of that time and trade, right? So if I if I normally aim to click three dollars credit target for two DTE, my credit target is two dollars on a one DTE. Um, so it's two thirds. And one other kind of nuance is for the Friday trade, which is three DTE, same thing. I collect two thirds of the credit target of the two DTE. So two DTE, Monday and Wednesday, you know, you have your credit target. If you get stopped out and you enter on a Tuesday or Thursday for one DTE, or on your Friday trades, which are technically three DTE, those you collect two thirds of the target. The reason why you do that for the Friday one is because technically even those three DTE, you have two days on the weekend where the market's not trading and it's just not priced, right? Um, yes, technically there's a gap there, but the market just doesn't price that as much. So you're not going to get as much premium on Friday for the same delta. So that's kind of just one of the nuances there. Um, so that basically covers all of the, the main mechanics for the strategy. Um, again, this one is more advanced simply because of the size required and um, because of the gap risk. So I'm going to be putting out a episode that's going to cover all three of my strategies, sort of a high level review and kind of compare and contrasting the pros and cons between each one. And then I would put out an episode on kind of how to size each of the strategies based on how you want to allocate it into your overall portfolio. So that concludes sort of the, the series on in this podcast for my three income strategies and um, look out in the future for episodes kind of covering everything as, as sort of a review. So that's it for today. Hope that helped. Um, I didn't mention this at the top, but to access my strategy page, you can go to www.thetradebusters.com and there's links to all three strategy pages, including the one for the two to three DT income strategy where you can see the mechanics, the trade log, all my positions, the PL graph, everything. Okay. And um, you can also follow me on, uh, on Twitter at the trade buster. And so hopefully that helped and look out for the next episode. And um, that's it for today. I'll see you guys next time.